Well, hi everyone. Hello, Constantiaberg. Fantastic to be back in town. Good to be back with the church family. We, uh, the Millers, had a fantastic shortened sabbatical uh, over the, this festive season, just over six weeks. And uh, we're so grateful to Common Ground for uh, really caring for and giving attention to our well-being and uh, giving us this gift of a sabbatical. So grateful to our elders here and the staff who did such a fantastic job of keeping, thing go- keeping things going while we were away. Like many of you, we had to make some changes uh, midway, midway corrections with the second wave hitting us with such force, but we managed to have a brilliant time. Honestly, Heidi and I, over the years, we haven't always got it right, the balance between family and time with our family, but it just feels like we nailed it uh, this sabbatical break. We had excellent time with our family in Durban, really meaningful and special. We had brilliant time as a core family Uh, So yeah, we're celebrating, we're full, we're ready to go. I managed to get in some mountain biking and some fishing. There is a a picture, I believe it was Klaas who was telling me I don't really catch fish. Well, there you go, Klaas, enjoy it. Uh, You obviously didn't get your piece of fish, but now we know why. We also added some kittens to the Miller family last week. So welcome Pebble and Puff. We, We thought we were doing so well with our with our family and uh, one night we were sitting and praying and you know pastors kids we're doing so well and uh, Becky our littlest one she starts praying this beautiful prayer she's only three and then the next minute you know I'm starting to beam with pride and the next minute she starts praying to Santa Claus as part of her prayer thanking him for all the gifts that he gave her so I guess it's true pride comes before the fall so yeah we we haven't got it all together but we're, we're going to keep going and we're going to keep teaching our kids uh, how to pray. Of course, you know, we share the heartache and the pain and the frustration of all of us uh, coming back into 2021, uh, not the way that we were really hoping to. We share the heartache of the pain and loss of many of our congregants, uh, the loss that they've experienced over this festive season, and it hasn't been so festive for many of us. As more time passes, uh, I'm feeling a greater and greater conviction that that life is not on hold till after this pandemic. You know, however the pandemic ends, whether it's a vaccine or whatever means, life is happening. My kids are growing, they're developing, they're learning. My marriage, my character is being forged. My spiritual vitality uh, is happening. My friendships are developing. Family relationships are continuing. Life is happening all the time. And I want to live my life to the full. I want to experience the fullness of life that Christ has for us, whatever that looks like in these uncertain and abnormal times. Life is not all sunshine and rainbows. I think we have to be real about that. I'm not proposing that we take the ostrich approach, stick our head in the sand, pretend everything's fine and just carry on as normal. No, but, but at the same time, we can't let the pendulum swing so far to the other side that we, we just hone in on our immediate circumstances and reality and forget some of the, the bigger narratives of our lives. We need to bring these two worlds together, remembering the bigger narratives of our lives and living in our reality. I mean, we are Christ followers. We are the people who have faith in God. We're the people of his word and his spirit. We are those with eternity in our hearts. We're the salt and light of the world. We are those who know God is at work in us. He's at work through us, even in the midst of a global pandemic. That's why moments like today are so important, where I get to speak to us as a local church family. 
It's a family chat today. It's what we used to call a team talk. It's, I get to kind of put on two different hats. My one hat, I'm, I'm a preacher, I'm opening God's word. But the other hat I wear on moments like today is a leadership hat, where I get to represent our pastoral team, our eldership team, and what we're thinking and what we're sensing God saying to us as a local church. So give me some freeway, give me some leeway as I wear both of those hats today. Now, let me just speak to you before I speak to us as a church. If you missed the series that we've just done called First Things First, I really want to encourage you to get hold of the talks. Find the podcast, go to the recordings on our social media pages. If you give yourselves to these talks, if you trust God to do something in your heart, if you open yourselves up to the Word of God, I know that it's going to radically impact your personal life, your family life. And so I want to encourage you to give yourselves to that series if you haven't already tracked it with us. But today the focus is on, is on us as a local church family. And here's two reasons why talks like today are so important. They're so important because they help to affirm and focus us as to what God's called us to and mandated us to as a local church, Common Ground, Constantinburg. It's also an opportunity for for you to feel freshly invited to be a part of what God's doing in us and through us, to be a part of what God's calling us to for His glory in our generation. Let me pray for us and I'm going to carry on. God, I thank you for this opportunity to open your word. I thank you for this opportunity to to represent a team that's seeking to discern your your will. God, I thank you for Constantinburg. Thank you for planting her. Thank you for every life that she represents, for every life that, that this church has impacted. And Father, I pray that you speak to us. God, I pray that you quicken our hearts. God, I pray you cause... Um, grace to abound towards us, faith to rise in us. God, we, we want to we live our one and only lives for your glory. Help us, Father. Amen. Okay, so while I was on leave, I had this, it was kind of a text, but kind of a phrase that came into my mind as I was thinking about the church and praying about the year ahead. And I felt it wasn't only for me, but it was actually for us as a local church. So here's the phrase that we're kind of going through my head. It's this, it's, we are chained, but the gospel is unchained. And and here's the text that it flowed out of, 2 Timothy 2. It says, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. I just love the ownership there. I love how personal this is for him. For which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I mean, Paul finds himself in chains. And you could argue that it's not his doing. He doesn't deserve to be in these chains. He's not a criminal, but he's being treated like a criminal. The chains have been imposed on him. He's on the receiving end of things that are outside of his control to a large extent. I don't think it's a far stretch for us to relate circumstantially to Paul's experience. Of course, the, the chains are different, the suffering's different, circumstances are different, but, but we're also restricted. We're also frustrated, locked down, lonely, isolated, many experiencing suffering, trial, great difficulty, and in many areas, you know, relationally, economically, within our marriage, with our kids, our own mental health and wellness. And it's out of our control. It's being imposed on us 
through this pandemic and our lockdown. Now, one of the toughest things about, about this pandemic and this lockdown for me, and I'm sure for you, is the sense of disconnection. Disconnection from friends, disconnection from regular rhythms, disconnection from communities that we normally find ourselves in, whether that's sport and especially the local church. But truth be told, I've also felt disconnection from a vision for my own life, a sense of purpose, a sense of hope. And I think for many of us, that also extends to including our sense of vision and excitement and hope for our local church family, where God has placed us, where God is calling us to offer our lives along with others for His glory. And I mean, it's understandable in some ways. I mean, when we find ourselves chained, when we find ourselves restricted, our worlds tend to shrink. The margins of our world grow smaller and that we're just trying to simply make it through, make it through to the other side. Our sense of future, our sense of hope, impact, vision, it simply just diminishes as we close our ranks around our families, ourselves, and our, our pockets. We can lose our grip on, on our faith. We can lose sight of eternity. We can lose perspective on God's kingdom. Now, please don't get me wrong. Getting through is a fantastic thing to do, and we all need to do it, and it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. But in the process, we don't want to forget that God is at work within us, that the gospel is unchanged, that it's working in our lives, it's working through us, and it needs to be proclaimed to those around us. Even while we're locked down, God is at work forming, shaping, preparing, and calling us for all that he has for us. Yes, we might be in chains, but the gospel is unchained. Two scriptures come to mind. The one is Ephesians 2 verse 10. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I mean, do you believe that? Do you know that God knew our time in history, that God knew we would be in the circumstances and situations that we're in now, and He has prepared works in advance for us to do? In fact, some of these works are probably tailor-made for such a time as this, for this exact time in history, for this exact need in the world around us. Colossians 1 verse 6, all over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as, it, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. The gospel is unchained. It bears fruit. It grows all over the world, all the time, both in us and through us. The gospel is unchained. So let me speak to us as a Constantia, as Constantia Berg, as a local church family. Honestly, we have faced some giants over the last three to four years. We've had some hard knocks, some leadership transitions, venue and staff changes and movements. And these things do happen. Of course, uh, we would prefer some of them not to happen. But it's not very often that, that so uh, many of these things happen in such a short space of time to one community. Then you throw COVID in the mix and, and, and that sense of wanting to build com, uh, kind of continuity and to establish and to start building some positive momentum just becomes near impossible as we're restricted in so many ways. Now, all of that is true. 
But I need to be honest with you, as an eldership team, as a pastoral team, there's so many ways that we feel like our church is as healthy as it's ever been. There's so many ways that we feel like we're pregnant with vision and blessing in incredible ways. We feel like God is continuing to refine us, that he's continuing to shape and form us, to give us visions and dreams, to fine-tune our DNA, which gives us great joy and great comfort in times that can be quite uncertain and frustrating. We're filled with expectation. We're filled with excitement for what God wants to do. We know that the greatest days of this young church lay in front of us, not behind us. Is this just positive talk from leaders? Is this just the the beginning of the year? Rah, rah. No, it's faith in God's promises. I carry with the eldership team and many of you the conviction that God has planted this church, Common Ground Constantinople, that God has called people to bring their lives together to form this local church family through which God wants to impact the world wants to impact people. He wants to impact culture. He wants to see the kingdom of heaven coming to earth. Jesus is building his church and he's calling us as part of that church, Common Ground Constantinople, to, to greater influence, greater impact for his glory. Constantinople, we might be feeling chained, but the gospel is unchained. God is at work and he's not going to stop. But what does that look like for us? Let's take a look at uh, Isaiah 54, verse 2. For some of you, it's well known. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. We say yes to this. Enlarging your tent, it speaks of growth, making space, expansion. It's a call to increased influence and impact. It's a call to open up the curtains, open wide the doors, let people come in, receive the blessing, the inheritance, the mandate that God has put on us as a local church. And as we as an eldership team have prayed and talked and trying to discern what God's doing in us in this season, we recognize that our sense of what he's doing is found in those words, strengthen your stakes, strengthen your stakes. Now, I'm not a tent maker by any means, nor a builder, a construction worker. But it makes complete sense to me, as I'm sure it does to you, that in all construction, the structure that you're putting up is is only as big and as strong and as sturdy as the foundations that you put in. I don't know if you remember being at the range and often you'll see these tent pegs and they're, you know, they're so small. But actually, if you've ever seen them hold, they're at least two meters long. And it takes a huge amount of time to knock these things deep into the ground. And and if you've seen when the wind blows, when it's very rainy, even these stakes can can start to loosen and pull up. Well, we're trusting God to put our stakes deep into the ground, to make them longer, stronger, so that we're ready for all that God has for us. You know, when you're doing a building, the foundations can sometimes take so long, it can feel like nothing's happening By the time it comes to building the walls, it just feels like so quick as those bricks just go up. And that's the thing with foundations. Sometimes it's it's below the line. Sometimes it can be a little unseen. And that, that makes it difficult. But it's also very exciting at the same time because you know that the quality of these foundations will will enable and dictate the size and the strength and the stability of what you're building. Can I be honest with you? I think a time is coming when Constantiaberg Common Ground is not going to just reopen on a regular basis for in-person meetings. I think there's a relaunch coming. I think God is going to relaunch us as a local church filled with vision, 
filled with people who love him, filled with a community, a family that want to bring glory to God with their one and only lives. You know what it is to love each other and to love the city. And I'm excited for it. Well, last year we had a, we had a sense that God was saying to us, you know, it's common ground. Uh, we often have a vision for the message. But we felt God saying, no, it's time for us to also have a vision for the messenger. And, and I don't think that was just for a year. I don't think God always works January to December like we do. We feel like God is continuing the sense of shaping and forming us as his people. Don't get me wrong. We're not putting the mission on hold. We're not saying no to evangelism, no to discipleship. We are fully committed to all of these things, but we're recognizing God is doing something in us in this season and we want to cooperate with him. I think of a prophetic word that Mark Matthews brought in a worship time a few years ago now. He had this image of a weaved basket and there was a great harvest coming and the weaved basket was broken and and a little bit worn out and unable to contain the, the harvest. And he felt that God was, was going to take some time to, to form these baskets, to repair them, to, to fix the hole so that we could contain the full harvest of what God has for us. And I believe that God is busy doing that. So what are the stakes that we want to strengthen as common ground Constantinburg? I believe there's five of them. And they're areas in the life of the church that we think are going to make a significant difference to our impact and our fruitfulness. So here they are. Number one, venue values and culture, groups and pastoral care, next generation, and growing our influence and impact muscle. Two Vs and three Gs. Okay, venue, first of all, it's hard to believe that we're over two years into the journey of trying to secure a temporary departure on that piece of land opposite the entrance to Eitzach on the corner of Orpen and Fergrove Roads. Well, it's hard to believe it, but honestly, some days I feel every day of those two years. Uh, COVID has not helped, but I assure you, we're doing everything we can along with a team of professionals uh, to get this thing done as soon as possible. I want to take a moment to remind you what, what we're, we're, we're trying to do. And, and there it is on screen. I mean, boom, it's just fantastic to see. Beautiful auditorium, able to take us all in. Uh, we've got brilliant next-gen facilities. We've got space for, for uh, high school ministry, for junior school ministry on Friday nights. We've got space for offices. We've got a brilliant communal space where as we gather together, we're able to flow out into to really connecting and hanging out. And I can picture us brying, having burvos rolls, you know, hanging out till one, two in the afternoon, doing lunch together when we're able to do all that things, those things. I mean, this isn't just about comfort. You know, having a venue to call our own. No, no, this is about the next generation ministries having space that's suited to them, that enables and empowers the teachers to, to really give themselves to relationships and to, to teaching our kids. It's about forging community. It's about neighborhood impact. It's about serving a city. It's about blessing an under-resourced school and partnering with them that our trusting is going to be a, a flagship moment and an example to our nation and our city of what we can do as Christ followers. So just so you know where we are in that whole process, uh, we needed to apply for a temporary departure. The school has an incorrect zoning. And uh, through the whole process, our, our um, submission was rejected by the, um, 
the Municipal Planning Tribunal. And we've since appealed that decision. And right now we're waiting to hear when that appeal will happen, probably end of Feb, beginning of March. That's going to take place. And we'll know by then uh, what's happening. So it's far from in the bag. We're calling you to continue to pray, to continue to trust God with us, that this temporary departure of five years enables us to establish a base that will also buy us the time we need to find that long-term solution for us as a local church. By the way, if you live in Constantiaberg and you're part of this church, if you live in Constantia uh, and you're on our database, we sent you an email last week asking you for uh, an email of support or comments on our proposal. I think it's important for us to demonstrate to the ratepayers and to the appeals committee that our church serves the local neighborhood, that we're not coming in from other parts of the city and uh, also that there are people who live in Constantia that are in favor of a development like this, that are in the favor of, of establishing this church. So if you got that email, please take the time to do that. If you didn't get the email, uh, just send Rosina an email, send us an email, and we'll get that to you. Closing dates for submission are the 10th of Feb. So we're, we're trusting God 2021 for the establishment of this venue. Not only the approvals we require, but also the resources we're going to need to put this base up. It's not going to be cheap, but we believe we, Constantiaberg, along with our allies, will see this campus established for the glory of God. We're going to we need to make some adjustments. We may need to phase it a little bit, but we're trusting God. 2021 is the year he plants us in Constantia. Okay, I'll move a little bit quicker. Values and culture. Over the last 18 months, our eldership team, along with the broader leadership team, have been spending huge amounts of hours discerning what we feel like our core values as a local church should be in the coming season. And a shout out to Lou de Jager, who's just been an incredible gift to us in this process. These values that we're discerning, what they do is they describe the kind of people we are as we give ourselves to the mission and mandates of God. They, they describe the behaviors of the church. You know, if, if someone was to visit or join our church, this is what they would pick up, permeates us as a people. It's what we have in common. It's what we value. And with each of these values, there's behaviors that are associated with them. And those behaviors will be, will be on display for all to see. 2021 is the year we're trusting God to establish and entrench these values into us as a local church. Here they are, prayerful, gospel defined, abide, and family. We want these values and their accompanying behaviors to become our values and our behaviors as people. There's so much more I could say about these values. But in the next week or two, me along with some of the elders are going to be producing some short clips that'll, that'll just expand on these. So feel free to keep following us and, and stay in tune and we'll get those out to you. But I, I don't have the time today to go into detail. I realize some of them need some explanation and it really is exciting. I can't wait to share it with you. We are loving the sense of renewed culture. We're loving the sense as an eldership team, we're, we're living in this. God has been doing something incredible in us and, and to live in it, to experience it, to give ourselves to it, it's just been such a joy. And we're so excited about seeing everyone experiencing more of that, to see this Christ-likeness permeating all that we do and who we are. I think it's important for me to say our mission has not changed. 
We will always be a gospel community that's seeking to fill the city with the life, message, and fame of Jesus. We're passionate about justice, discipleship, evangelism, societal renewal, church strengthening. We're not backing off any of these. Our values are a layer that we're adding to this, that we're trusting God is going to serve us and serve our city in incredible ways. We must get out of thinking that says, you know, it's, it's mission or discipleship. Or, you know, if we give ourselves to values, we're letting go of mission. Listen to the scripture out of John 13. It says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. When we get these values right, when we, when we live in a Christ-like way, our mission is multiplied. It's not mission or discipleship, values or mission. No, no, as we give ourselves to both, there's an edifying, there's an explosion that takes place and they both flourish. Okay, groups and pastoral care. There's so much to celebrate from last year in terms of life groups. I know it hasn't been easy sailing. I know many of you have different experiences, but despite all the challenges and the difficulties, the disconnection, we are so proud of our life group leaders that have endured and, 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 and kept going through very difficult circumstances. I'm so grateful to Simon Peters who came on staff last year, who's brought brilliant leadership and impetus to our, next gen, uh, to our life group ministries. We spent a huge amount of time working on our systems, that the support that we're giving to our life group leaders is increased, the pastoral care, the equipping. In 2021, we want to keep building on the successes of 2020. Life groups are the lifeblood of this local church. We're trusting God to continue to strengthen and bring health to our life groups. By the way, if you're not yet aware, we're inviting life groups, if they would like to, to start this year, 2021, by working through the book of Hebrews. And we're going to be sending out material every week, as well as some equipping uh, material and some suggested reading to really teach us to get the most out of God's work, to, word, to bring God's word and our lives together in meaningful ways so that we're equipped as Christ followers to get more and more out of God's work. Life groups are about connecting with each other, but also uh, caring for each other. And this year, we're planning on exploring how we can bring greater pastoral care and greater pastoral muscle to us as a local church. We've built some brilliant relationships with some key trainers uh, in other parts of South Africa that we're going to be using to, to really equip us in pastoral care. One of the things we're doing is we're going to be building a pastoral care team. We want to be a church where, you know, it's not only the pastors that are able to bring pastoral care. No, no, that we're caring for each other, that we're a church. And that for those that have needs that are maybe beyond the, the normal person, the lay person to just help with, we want to equip and train a pastoral care team that can really come alongside and help those of us who need that help. Of course, we, we want to do training across the board and raise the levels of pastoral care, raise the levels of skills and competency, competencies. And so very excited about that. Next Generation Ministries. We're a family church. We're excited about Next Gen Ministries. It's a large part of why I'm excited about this new venue. It, it just prioritizes Next Gen. It puts Next Gen front and center of, of who we want to be as a local church. But it's, it's not all about the venue. We dream about, about an effective, dynamic, meaningful uh, stream of ministries 
that will see our kids from when they're young all the way to adulthood cared for, discipled, grown in age-appropriate ways with a lot of fun on the way. I want to be honest with you. We're not there yet. We're far from there. There's some gaps in our next-gen ministries. We've got some holes in our students and young adult ministry. We're trusting God. We're going to be working hard on filling in 2021. We're starting with a bit of a limp on the leadership front. You'd know at the end of last year, Gareth and Angela resigned. We're so grateful for all they did and their investments in our local church and our kids. But we have some staff roles to fill. We've got some ministry leadership positions that we need to find people for. Let me give you some news on finding a staff member to give leadership to our next generation ministries across the city. I've got some fantastic news. I was praying. I was saying to God, God, I want the very best person that I can think of that you can show me that is going to serve our next generation ministries for the years to come. And then I went after her. And I can share with you that Kira Kirtney has accepted a job offer from Common Ground, Constantinburg. Many of you will know her. It's the only picture I could find of her. Sorry about the wine glass, Kira. But uh, she's not on Facebook anymore. So this is a WhatsApp picture. So sorry, Kira. But uh, you, many of you will know her. She has given leadership to Next Generation Ministries in years gone by in Constantinburg. She led our Next Generation Ministries across the city. An incredible woman, highly competent, loves people, loves discipleship, loves uh, building into lives. She was a deacon and a key leader in our PM meeting, even preached occasionally. Kara uh, is a UK citizen. She's also an Irish citizen. And she had visa problems and years ago had to leave South Africa uh, in much distress, knowing that South Africa is what God planted in her heart. She absolutely loves this city and this country. We're currently working on a visa for Kira to come and join us in South Africa, a work visa. Uh, COVID's not helping the process. We're looking at four to eight months uh, for this process to unfold. We're trusting God and we are asking you to trust God with us that this all works out and is effective. We truly are excited and we pray for Kira. It's been, it's been hugely uh, scary for her to open her heart to coming back to South Africa in the hope of getting a visa, uh, knowing how hard it was for her to leave the first time. But she's got a sense of faith and she's excited and so are we. So let's continue to pray. We're grateful for Matt Christie. I mean, what a boy. He has grown so much in the last few years. What a boy key, but he's a man. And uh, he has given leadership to Kids Rock over the last few years. He's going to continue to do that. We're absolutely delighted with all that he's doing. In this present season, he's also going to be overseeing Ignite, which is our junior school ministry, as we uh, look to find someone to really uh, run with that ministry. Uh, Probably our biggest pain right now is our high school ministry, our frequency ministry. Um, it's a focus for us. It's a concern for us. It's a, it's a time of prayer for us. We love our kids. We love our teens. And uh, I'm recording this today. It's Thursday. You're going to be watching this on Sunday. On, uh, on Friday night, we're getting together with some of the parents uh, of Frequency. We're going to be praying, strategizing, planning, trusting God for a way ahead for us. And uh, please pray with us. Stand with us. Hey, if you're a 20-something, if you've got the energy and you feel like you can serve in our high school ministry, that you can add your life to to what God's doing. Won't you get hold of us? Get hold of Rosina. Let us know that you're around and that you want to get involved. Okay, last one. And then uh, I want to share two ways that you can get involved. Growing influence and impact muscle. 
I chose this language specifically instead of, you know, leadership developments, primarily because I think it can kind of make some of us feel disqualified. But the truth is we all have influence. We all have impact on the people around us. And so we're wanting to kind of raise the water table of impact and influence across everyone who calls Constantinburg home. We want to equip. We want to muscle up everyone, including those and especially those who are carrying leadership positions. One of the things that we're looking to start this year, hopefully in the next few months, is the advanced advanced theology course. It's a course that's been developed by Andrew Wilson over in the UK, brilliant mind, brilliant theologian, that will really equip us in so many areas of theology. It's an intense course. It, it does involve some work, but for those who want to grow, for those who want to learn, those who want to give themselves to, to expanding their knowledge and their love for God, this is going to be a brilliant opportunity for you. Stay tuned for more information. Of course, we're going to unpack the values. We want to run some short courses. We want to make sure that discipleship is front and center for us this year as a local church. Let me just stop right there with the stakes and uh, just say we're trusting God to strengthen these stake for years of fruitfulness, growth, and impact as we believe God will relaunch Constantinburg in his time. We're going to be sending out some short clips that will expand on some of these stakes in the next two weeks. Uh, stay tuned to our media pages. Make sure you're on our distribution list. But let me remind us, we might be feeling chained. The gospel is unchained. I want to freshly invite you to, to give yourself, to give your life to this great adventure of 2021, along with other common ground Constantia Burgers. You know, these visions, these plans, these hopes, they'll only ever become reality because God is calling Christ followers together as a local church family to partner together, to bring our lives and our gifts and our resources and our energies for His glory. And as we cooperate, as we pull together, there's no end to what God can do in us and through us, even in the midst of times of feeling chained. Maybe I can echo the words of Paul as I invite you into this adventure of an unchained gospel in 2021. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. He goes on to say, therefore I endure everything for the sake of the gospel. Well, that's one of the ways I want to invite us, invite you to join us in this season. Endure with us. Paul speaks so passionately about enduring chains, enduring difficulty, enduring suffering for the sake of the elect, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the work and impact of God in this world. We know Jesus endured till the end. I mean, Hebrews 12, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, church, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the glory set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to call us to endure. I think the prophetic picture is I want to call us to persistent plodding. I want to ask us to keep going, keep taking steps, keep spending time in God's world, keep praying, keep connecting, keep meeting with others. Let's keep plodding and persisting in our, in our devotion to God, in our giving ourselves to what He's doing in the world, in us and through us. I know we're weary and tired. 
I know life is monotonous for some. I know we're missing so much of life that brings us energy and joy and, and just the good things. We're fed up in, for many reasons and in many different ways. But let's not give up. Let's not allow the chains to chain the work of the gospel in us and through us as a local church family. I want to leave you with the scripture. If you're looking for something to read this week, something to reflect on, something to, for God to just work and massage into your life, write this down, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Ask God to, to speak to you and work in your life as you reflect on that this week. Okay, lastly, the second way I want to ask you to partner with us is to stay connected. Stay connected. It's certainly an overflow of the call to endurance. I know it's difficult. I know it's not the same. I know we have Zoom fatigue. I have it too. I know it, it can feel same as, same as, same as. Yet I still believe God has called us to live out our faith in community. We trust God that in the grand scheme of things, this pandemic will be a very short time in our lifetimes. Let's not lose our connection at commitment and relationships to each other in this season. Stay connected for your sake. Stay connected for the sake of those around you who may need your gifting, who may need your encouragement, who may need your friendship in a time of great difficulty. Take the gaps to engage with what's happening in Constantinburg over the next few months. Uh, get onto our distribution lists. Uh, join us on Sundays. Uh, join us in the courses and the events that are happening uh, online in the local church and in person when we're able to do that as your health allows you. Let's lean in. Let's stay connected. Take the gap as you're able and when it's legal to invite people into your home, to do church together, to do life group together. And if for some reason you can't meet physical, if you've got some comorbidities and need to watch your health, then stay online, stay connected, make the phone calls. Let's stay connected to each other. Maybe I'm going to end with a quick sidebar, just a side thought. I want to make us aware of a trend that's happening not only in Cape Town or South Africa, but actually around the world. There are many people moving churches or leaving churches right now. Now, please hear me. Leaving a church is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, God may call some of us to different places at different times, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. 2020 has been a crazy year on many fronts. We need to realize that. We, it's been political. There has been, there's been race relation tensions. There's been uh, civil unrest. There's been a pandemic. There's been economic crisis, lockdowns, restrictions. There's many people who are sensing a change of season, are feeling heightened levels of frustration, maybe heightened levels of disappointment, feeling frustrated on a number of fronts. You know, you might think that the church is too engaged in justice issues or not engaged enough in justice issues, whatever it can be. You can be looking across the, the, the meadow and thinking the grass looks greener on the other side. I just want to humbly, humbly issue a pastoral uh, word of caution. This is not the best season to join a new church. If you're sensing that God might be calling you uh, to a new church, to a new season, can I ask you to do it slowly, prayerfully, carefully? Can I ask you to engage with us as pastors? 
or even better, wait until churches return to a level of normality and meeting again before you make such a big decision. I recently read an article entitled, Stop, Think Twice Before Changing Churches in 2020. I'm going to share the link in the description. If you want to read something and have some reflection, go check it out. It's a good little read. Let me be clear. Our desire as pastors is not for you to stay in Constantinburg. Our desire as under-shepherds of God's sheep is to, is to partner with you to discern God's will for your life. We're, we're accountable to God for what we do. We want to see you flourishing. We want to see uh, you in the place that God has for you. So don't be afraid to move toward us. We would love to chat with you. Sure, it's been a whirlwind. Let me call it there. There's so much more I should probably add. And yeah, I probably really should have in terms of joining us in prayer. Uh, stay obedient to, to financial generosity towards the local church in this time. But we can work through those another time. We are chained. The gospel is unchained. We believe God is calling us to strengthen these five stakes in this season in order to prepare us for future impact and influence and fruitfulness, values, uh, venue, groups and pastoral care, next gen and growing impact and influence muscle. My encouragement for you is to endure with us and stay connected. God bless you guys.